Hi everyone, I'm Matt the Friendly Board Gamer and welcome to my 10 minute third aim podcast. In these podcasts I will spend 10 minutes or less talking about a board or card game, I'll go over a brief rules introduction, uh, talk about the setting of the theme and then also give my final thoughts. The idea of these podcasts is to get straight to the point, no waffling, no gimmicks, just giving you the information you want to know about a game. So welcome to episode 20 and in episode 20 we're going to look at the Shadows of Kilforth. This is a 1-4 to four player cooperative dice rolling set collection role playing game designed by Tristan Hall and published by Hall or Nothing Productions. In Shadows of Kilforth you play as a hero travelling through a dark and magical world. On your journey you'll visit strange places, meet even stranger people and defeat powerful foes. Follow your hero's personal saga and eventually take on the ancient one that is plaguing the land. But be wary for the night time as this is when gloom spreads over the land, making your journey harder with each passing day. Along your way, your hero can befriend powerful allies, find items, learn magical spells, and gain various titles. During your player's turn, you have a set number of action points to spend, which is equivalent to your character's health. Action points can be used to move, search, hide, discover, rest, confront, perform mark actions, clear obstacles, and regale. When a player moves to a new location, a new encounter card is revealed from the corresponding location deck. The four different locations in the game, the mountains, the badlands, plains and forests. These encounters come in various forms such as quests, strangers, places and even enemies. Confronting or defeating these encounters requires a skill check. And skill checks are based on dice and the number of dice you roll is dependent on your skill level. A 5 or 6 is classed as a success. The higher the value you have in the attribute and the more dice you roll. And when you defeat an encounter, you can choose to add this to your hand as a rumour, or you can discard it to gain a card from the corresponding ally, item, spell, or title deck. These reward cards can be put into play as an asset to give you boosted attributes or ongoing abilities and bonuses. Rumours and assets both contain keywords, and Hero Saga needs a certain combination of these keywords to be able to complete it using the regale action. When you do complete a chapter in your saga, then you gain an additional health and action point, and you also gain a new skill. And these are powerful abilities which you can use to tailor the character that you want to create. After a hero completes all of the chapters in their saga, then the Ancient One will appear and players will have a chance to defeat it before time runs out to win the game. The various other actions I mentioned include rest which recovers health, the market action lets you buy and sell cards from your hand, the discover action lets you convert rumours into assets at specific locations and the search lets you draw another encounter card at your location. Once the player's performed all the actions and the night phase occurs, a card is drawn from the night deck and then the location it depicted on that card descends into gloom. Some of the night cards also have events or encounters and these have varying consequences throughout the land. Sometimes strangers are put into play, there are sometimes events or quests that are put into play as well. And as the game progresses, more and more locations will descend to gloom. And if you ever find yourself ending your turn at a location that is in gloom, then you suffer the consequences, which is usually the loss of a health point or two. Shows of Killforth also has various modes of play, such as competitive, cooperative, and true solo, where you control just a single character. And the winning conditions vary slightly depending on the type of game you're playing, but basically you've got to complete your chapter, complete your saga, and then defeat the ancient one. So that is a very brief rules overview of Shadows of Killforth. There is a lot of other things and I've not talked about, but that hopefully gives you a good idea of the gameplay and what you'll be doing in the game. But before I get into my final thoughts, I just want to say that I'm reviewing this from a solo experience only. I've only ever played this using a single character. I bought it for the solo experience only, so just bear that in mind when um, you, you listen to my final thoughts. 
So the first thing I want to say is the art in Shadows of Kilforth is absolutely amazing. Man, it's one of the best looking games that I've seen and I think it depicts that dark fantasy theme amazingly well. When I first received this game and opened it up, I just spent some time looking through the card, looking at all the card art, looking at all the images and pictures in there. But art alone does not make a game. You know, I didn't buy this to look at, I, look, I bought this so I could play it. So is it a pretty art piece that belongs on the wall or does this game deserve a place at your table? Well, let's find out. I'm pleased to say that this game has been hitting my table a lot recently. Shadows of Kilforth um, tells a brilliant story. You have to add some flavour text around it and embellish on the story, but it creates the context and the setting for you to add that story to. The places you go, the people you meet and the monster you face all add to this. It's not a highly narrative driven game, but it still tells an interesting story nonetheless. There is also a decent amount of content in the box. There's a host of different heroes and classes to choose from, meaning you can pick and choose which type of character you want to play. The encounter cards are varied and you'll see different ones for your first few plays. The same with the items, spells, titles and allies. I would say after a decent number of plays you might start to see the same cards, but how you use them and the value to you at the time will definitely change. The game does have an element of luck, you know, skill checks are um, based on a successful dice roll of a 5 or 6, but you can mitigate your chances uh, to some extent by increasing your attribute levels of that specific skill. There are also fate tokens which convert um, one of your dice rolls into an automatic success, but sometimes you do just get some bad rolls, but for me that just adds to the story. There's a lot that I really like about this game, um, that I'm looking forward to digging deeper into it. One of the elements that I have not played with so far are the plot cards, and these are added by the Ancient One during the night phase. These are similar to encounter cards, but they have different requirements to defeat them, and if they're left unresolved, they make the Ancient One more powerful when you go to face him. Um, I, can I can imagine this adding a really interesting um, pull to the game, as you want to spend time to defeat these before taking on the Ancient One, but time is running out with that night deck, which effectively counts as your timer. As well as telling a story, Shadow of Killfall feels like a puzzle, and also a race. As I said, that night deck is your timer. When that night deck runs out, and uh, that's the end of the game. So optimizing your moves and taking risks or chances might be your only option. Um, but win or lose, it all adds the emotion of the story for me. Like the time when I went to go and fight a giant spider, I needed to kill it. I needed four successes from five dice and only had one action left to do it. I rolled the dice and only got two successes. I was going to be eaten alive by the spider, but I used a fake token to give me another success and then I used a deed card for another, and suddenly, bam, that spider is no more, and I defeated it. And it's things like that, and situations like that, that tell the story, that add to the game, that I really, really like. Balancing um, your actions, and moving around the, the, the locations to draw new encounter cards, to try and find them keywords that you want. Um, it's really interesting choices to make, what you do with them actions, and where you go, and what you encounter, um, they all add to the immersion of the game. So if you are after a dark fantasy solo game that tells a story, but yet you like the puzzle element of that, then I highly recommend that you check out Sales of Killforth. It's been hitting my table a lot at the moment, especially with the sort of COVID-19 lockdown. And it's a great solo experience and I can't wait to try it cooperatively and competitively at some point in the future. So that's it for me. Thank you for listening to my 10-minute turn-down podcast on Shadows of Killforth. Hope you found that useful. Um, if you head on over to thefriendlyboardgamer.wordpress.com, you'll also find my final thoughts and D4 Dice review. There are also loads of other reviews on there and other 10 minutes in podcasts that I'd love you to check out. If you want to get in contact with me, you can drop me an email at thefriendlyboardgamer 
at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions, suggestions, feedback, pop them on email and let's let's have a chat. You can also follow me on Twitter at MattThomason2 or just search for The Friendly Board Gamer and you'll be sure to find me there. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you have a good day and catch you on the next 10 Minutes Today podcast. Bye-bye.